turn it over to you. Oma Gyanatiminandasya Gyananjana Sarakaya Chaksudamilitam Yena Tasmaya Shigurayana Naum Vishnu Paraya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutilay Srimati Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Tinamana Srimati Bhashavani Vidhi Naitaya Kripabdhaya Krishna Sambandha Bhikyana Dhyana Prabhavayana Madhuri Udhvala Premadhyaya Srirupani Bhutilay Shri Gaurakarana Shakti Vigraha Namaskrite. Namaste Gauravani Shri Murte Vinatarani. Rupanuga Virudhapa Siddhanta Dhanta Parena. Jaisi Isi Bhakti Vidanta Samukha Purti Jai Bhakti Raksha Sira Durga Sami Maharaj Ki Jai. Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Sastri Kakur Paripad Dirbha Mahamotsamati Ki Jai. Akur Bhakti Vinod Ki Jai Bhakti Vinod Paribar Ki Jai. So it's nice to be with all of you on the occasion of the Thiru Bhav of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi the day in which we are remembering the departure from the world of the great uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur. <clears throat> of course, we use words such as disappearance, departed, departed is more common, disappearance, not very common. I remember when Prabhupada, quote unquote, disappeared from the world, one of my godbrothers called the newspapers and told him that A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada had disappeared in the world and they asked, where did he go? <laughs> so, um, a little explanation for the general public is required or perhaps a different um, use of words, but Thirubhav, disappearance. Of course, it means that he, he has departed from our mortal vision, but uh, not um, in terms of our capacity to be connected with him. And so day, on days like this, we, we emphasize that um, fact that um, we are coming members of the Bhaktivinoda Paribhav, as he referred to his lineage, um, to this day, even being nourished by his teaching, by his example, by the results of his great uh, campaign in the form of Pujapat Sridhamaraj, Yasivakti Swami Prabhupada, and other um, uh, spiritually advanced uh, Vaishnavas who are in the present nourishing us. So it's an auspicious occasion to remember him and try to say a few words about his uh, life and uh, teachings, his emphasis, and so forth. <clears throat> Most of you are, are familiar to some extent with his life. I um, have said before, perhaps worth repeating, that my acquaintance with his life, of course, is through his disciples, and uh, three of them in particular um, have had an influence on me by initiating Guru, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, Sikhish Guru Bhaktivedanta Sikhish Guru Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, and 
another Siksha Guru, and to an extent, Bhakti Pramod Puri Goswami Maharaj, each of whom are, of course, disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta, and each of whom I, I learned or gleaned something about Bhakti Siddhanta um, uh, from. And uh, in the broad sense, I gathered from my own Prabhupada, Bhaktisiddhanta being referred to as Prabhupada affectionately by his own disciples. One time, this reminds me of an occasion, the Prabhupada arrived in, um, in Buffalo, New York, upstate New York, and um, his assistant who told me this was unpacking his bags and amongst his belongings was a photo of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvatakura. And Prabhupada, Isa Bhaktivedanta Swami, uh, looked at his disciple who was looking at the picture and wondering exactly what to do with it, where to put it. And, and he said, put Prabhupada over there. And um, it was a bit of an uh, epiphany of sorts uh, for that assistant disciple. Uh, to hear Prabhupada refer to his Prabhupada, to put Prabhupada over there when he referred to um, Bhaktivedanta Swami's Prabhupada as, as, as we did. So point being that Prabhupada had his own, his own Prabhupada, if you will. And as much, I would say, as Prabhupada's students and, and um, grand disciples and so on and so forth have uh, a considerable amount of reverence and awe on uh, uh, for A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, such a large uh, figure, if you will, in terms of his broad uh, campaign and, and uh, literary contribution was, was, was uh, considerable. Um, many of his disciples even um, never spoke personally with him other than to receive mantra from him. Some of them didn't receive it directly from him, but through... Uh, um, tape recordings of, of the mantra that he um, extended initiation through the medium of. There's a few, some of his disciples never met him personally, never saw him personally. Um, so given the magnitude, if you will, of his campaign, uh, um, there was quite an air of, uh, of reverence for him, um, his Aishwarya, his greatness, and so forth. And uh, through him, I, I gathered the same sense of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsakitakura. He had an extraordinary measure of uh, reverence for Bhaktisiddhanta, whom he met uh, only perhaps personally, collectively, uh, a number of days, about two weeks, a day here, a day there, two, three days there, that he personally spent in his company. Most of his time was spent um, outside of the mission, for that matter, of Bhakti Siddhanta as a householder, rather than in the mission as a monastic, living directly under his uh, personal day-to-day -day guidance or the guidance of one of his, um, uh, the leaders of his mission, one of the sannyasis or administrators and so forth. So um, Prabhupada had great um, reverence for Bhakti Siddhanta. And it was, it was interesting to see because we had such reverence for Prabhupada and to think that there was someone that he had that measure 
of reverence for himself really put uh, Saraswati Thakur up on a, on a pedestal as he should be uh, for all of us. Um, at the same time, it didn't, um, it didn't uh, share with us that much about him uh, personally. Probably was not uh, prone to speak very much about Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Um, I, and I think that, uh, again, uh, that uh, his regard for him was such that uh, even the thought of him uh, caused very strong uh, spiritual emotions to rise with him, within him and made him unable to, to, uh, to speak at, at length. Um, so that's one window, if you will, that um, I was afforded into the, into the person of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and then through Pujapat Sridhar March, when I later had the good fortune to come in touch with, I learned um, more about the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta, details uh, of how it was run, how it was organized, um, some of his, um, the details of Saraswati Thakur's strategies and innovations and whatnot. Um, and so it was a more kind of an insider uh, view of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitalkar as the commander of the mission and the, the, the way he dealt with circumstances and uh, the um, nature of his, the focus, I should say, the particular emphasis of his uh, outreach, his, his preaching um, and so forth. And that was uh, kind of a closer look, if you will. It's like stepping inside of the, of the, of the moth, of which, of course, Gaudiya moth consisted of 74 different moths or monasteries, 64 moths or monasteries throughout um, the subcontinent of India. Um, we have to come, come back to that and emphasize how, uh, what the measure of the, that campaign was in, in light of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism in relation to the rest of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is considerable and in relation to Hinduism as well. But uh, before we do that, uh, the third, as I say, window of uh, through which I got a glimpse of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsatelko was um, through the company service of Association of Pramodpuribhasanamamash. And as I've mentioned before, that he joined the mission earlier than then uh, Prabhupada and Pujapachita Marj. And um, what struck me in hearing him speak about Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur was the, the measure of affection that he had for him and the, the measure of affection that Sarasthi Thakur had for his disciples. How, and of course, he was, this was mostly with disciples in the moth whom he was overseeing their lives and, and so forth. But it was very, very touching um, to think then about the, the greatness of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsatakrenavi, the, the majesty of him, his Aishvarya, the power um, of his campaign and so forth, which can create some distance on the one end and on the other end of the spectrum in terms of these three um, glimpses, if you will, uh, in his life, we have uh, 
from Opuri Marsh, whose emphasis, at least uh, when I heard from him, was about the affectionate dealings of Bhaktisiddhanta Sanskritaku with, with persons like himself um, in the mission, caring for them personally, making sure they were fed, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so uh, this is then uh, my um, uh, the mediums through which I became acquainted with Sarasvati Thakur. Subsequently, of course, I've, I've read things uh, that he's written and I've read things that have writ been written um, about him. And let me refer to some of those uh, and give some historical uh, context to the Thakur's uh, life. Um, of course, it's hard to speak, if not impossible, to speak about Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur without speaking about Thakur Bhakti Vinod. And um, Thakur Bhakti Vinod, of course, was the, uh, the father of um, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur. And he himself, Thakur Bhakti Vinod, um, has written about his own um, lineage, uh, family lineage, I guess called genealogy, um, dating back to one uh, Purushottam Datta. Datta was uh, his family name, Kedarnath Datta. Bhakti, you know, Datta was a very common name in Bengal, as was Day. Day and Datta, they, they made up most of Calcutta at one point. Um, and uh, Purushottam Datta relocated from somewhere, from where I don't know, uh, at the request of the king at the time in, in West Bengal. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur's, that takes Bhaktivinoda Thakur's family lineage back uh, 25 generations. Interestingly, I think, uh, and notable for us, uh, is the fact that the 15th generation uh, of Purushottam Datta there was a Raj Krishnananda, and he was the father of Narutam Thakur. Hmm? So in the family lineage of Bhakti Nod Thakur, we also find um, the um, Kayasta, if you will, Narutam Thakur, who's uh, um, campaign was also very broad very wide. Uh, he was the uh, initiated disciple of Lokanatha Goswami, and as far as we know, the only initiated disciple of Lokanatha Goswami. And by contrast, uh, he had many, many disciples and traveled widely, especially in um, Manipur um, area. Um, and uh, he was uh, uh, Anyway, in the same lineage, it's interesting that his campaign was wide, of course, Bhaktisiddhanta's campaign, and that of Bhaktisiddhanta and his followers has been quite wide um, as well. But, um, but uh, Thakur Bhaktivinod himself married, had one son, I believe, and his wife passed away. He married again to Bhagavati Devi, and with her, he fathered um, about... 12, 12 children, I believe, the sixth of which was uh, Bimal Prashad. Hmm? 
dot. So that is the family name, the given name, birth name of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsri Thakur, who was born in Jagannath Puri, where Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur was residing at the time. And uh, on the, the main road of Puri, where the Rathayatra proceeds uh, annually, um, uh, in that, uh, in his home there, Bhaktisiddhanta uh, Sarasvatakura was born. Um, he's named Bhimal Prashad. Bhimal is a name for the, one of the Shaktis of Jagannath. Um, so, named after Jagannath and from the Shakti uh, uh, perspective. <clears throat> and at the time, uh, Bhakti Thakur was of course a practicing Vaishnava. I have in other discussions uh, described Bhakti Thakur as the first Western convert to Vodhi Vaishnavism. And uh, I say that because he had his uh, considerable acquaintance with the West, Western philosophical perspectives, scientific perspectives, modern in, of coming from uh, from Britain and uh, and the Americas as well, and um, also political um, acquaintance with the political systems and and so forth, different religious uh, traditions, and he was uh, very prominent in the mix of the Badra Lok, which was a it was a kind of a collective of pious, intellectual, um, and artistic uh, Hindus that were um, becoming acquainted with, familiarized, uh, familiar with uh, traditions outside of their own. Again, scientific insights, political traditions, religious traditions, and so forth, and so this was a this was a community that was very much involved in rationalizing uh, their faith. Hmm? Something that happened in, in in Europe in relation to Christianity um, earlier on, um, when insights from Aristotle, I believe, came uh, forward as to that that might have been in contrast to the way people were believing based on uh, the biblical narrative and so forth. And so they had to theologize and rationalize about their faith and, and, and bring intellectual integrity um, to their faith. So this was much of what was going on in the Bhadra Lok and, uh, and Bhakti Nautaka was a, was a major player in that. He was close with Dabindranath Tagore, for example, who was the father of the famous Dabindranath Tagore, the poet, Bengali poet, who met with Einstein. Um, so Cal Calcutta was at the time the kind of the, the, the capital in in the uh, outside of Britain of, of the British Empire. And um, it was a very cosmopolitan place. And, uh, and Bhakti Natoka was a prominent person in that in that uh, group. And his son, Bimal Prashad, also became very prominent. Um, and a leading intellectual within the Badr Lok, uh, even at an early age. Mm. The title, uh, we don't refer to him, of course, by his uh, birth name, 
given by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, but rather uh, neither for the most part by its initiated name in one sense, um, we'll get to that, but uh, by the, by the uh, um, epithet uh, Siddhanta Saraswati. Interestingly, um, that was bestowed upon him in 18, about 1889 or 1890. He was born in 17 or 1874, uh, I believe. Hmm? Bhakti Vinod Thakur and Gorkishore, who were his two gurus, were born earlier in the century in about 1838. I think they were born the same year. So uh, born in 18, what did I say, 74? By 1889, um, Bimal Prashad, because of his uh, intellectual um, um, prowess, uh, ability, insights, I should say, um, uh, in terms of his work with astronomy, was given the name Siddhanta Saraswati by uh, um, prominent uh, persons in that field. So it was an acknowledgement of his own genius. Uh, he was quite uh, involved in that uh, astronomy and um, also became a controversial figure in that realm, uh, positing his own ideas that contradicted some that were prominent at the time. That's an interesting uh, subject in itself, astronomy and um, the Puranic perspective and then the, um, the Western perspective and between the two, the Suri Siddhanta um, and so forth. We won't go into that in depth, but at any rate, in that particular field, um, he was uh, recognized for his intellectual uh, insight and given this title, which uh, stuck with him, to which later um, on he added Bhakti and that became his sannyas name. We'll, we'll, we'll try to speak a little bit about about that, but suffice to say that uh, in his youth, he was uh, uh, a standout kind of a young, young young man in terms of his intellectual insight. And he was um, also a Gaudiya Vaishnava from birth, unlike his father who had a conversion experience. Hmm? Bhaktivinoda Thakur had flirted with uh, the Brahma Samaj, with uh, um, uh, Christianity um, and, and, and other currents of thought at, at the time. And uh, ultimately, upon examining carefully the Chaitanya Charitamrita and the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, he became a great devotee of the Bhagavad, the Srimad Bhagavatam, and its teachings as um, understood by um, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he had a, a conversion moment, which it seems was a, was a surprise to many people in the Bhadralok because at the time, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Chaitanya Vaishnavism was not seen as really much of a candidate um, uh, for um, a religious perspective going forward in the modern world. Now, you try to, it's important to try to understand these times because uh, 
Gaudiya Vaishnavism was there as a tradition, but what life was about, what the world was about, was very much up for discussion hmm? um, it, it, amongst pious intellectual Hindus in, in, in the Bhadralok. And, um, and, the, and, and the conversion of Bhakti Nautaka was, was, uh, was extraordinary. And what he, what he did with that, um, uh, which was basically to say and, 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 um, and to work towards uh, convincing others that going forward, Gaudiya Vaishnavism had uh, intellectual and moral and spiritual uh, integrity in, in 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 the modern world and beyond the, you know the borders of of Bharat of India. Um, so, just to emphasize, the times were very fluid. Hmm? Ideas. It was a time of ideas and thought. And Bhakti Vinod and Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsathakur, as a young man, like his father. Both of them were very acquainted. They were very in touch with the world. They knew the political pulse of, of India, of, of, of Britain, other, other, other sectors. They knew that they were acquainted with the philosophical thought of the time, leading, leading thinkers, writers. Um, uh, they were acquainted with modern scientific um, insights. They were uh, uh, acquainted with different religious traditions and so on and so forth, um, which is probably unlike many of those who have uh, been uh, converted themselves to Gaudi Vaishnavism in the international community and in India today. Hmm? The extent to which they were familiar with the world and kind of plugged into it while being completely plugged into Gaudiya Vaishnavism is considerable. And, and this was necessary for them to do the kind of outreach that they ultimately did. The idea for which coming in say, and the shape of, and giving shape to that idea um, as Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati did with his uh, mission to Gaudiya Mat. <clears throat> So anyway, as a young man, he was um, a luminary of sorts, and he was a Gaudiya Vaishnava. Unlike his father, he was not converted, but he was born into Gaudiya Vaishnava. Even in his, in his youth, he wrote poems about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and um, his father, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, gave him Japamala that he himself had, had chanted on to chant on, and um, I think he imparted the Nishinga mantra to him as well. At the time, notably, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, although a Vaishnava and a convert, had not accepted initiation. He had not found his, his uh, initiating guru. And um, this is an interesting point, and it, 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 it carries over into Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur as well, whose initiation was, in terms of the formalities, initiation by Gorkashore, different than uh, what were had come to be kind of the, the norm in terms of the formalities, um, or to speak then of his uh, acceptance of, of sannyas, which was done in, 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 in to use the term, an unorthodox way. Um, he was given Harinam by someone who was not initiated. 
But it's worth pointing out here, it's important, I think, to point out that um, as important as diksha is, initiation is, I've likened it to planting seeds, six are being watering, and you can't have one with, without the other. Um, at, at the same time, its importance is um, relevant to one's own, for oneself, at least relevance for ourselves, relevance to our own, relevant to our, the, the measure of our own conditioning. Mm -hmm. After all, it's meant to help us move beyond our material conditioning. And in his Bhakti Sandarbha, Jiva Goswami makes the point that Nam of Krishna, which is Nam different from Krishna, is fully capable in and of itself of liberating anyone. Mm -hmm. And the Krishna mantra, which is basically made up of Krishna's names in the dative case, um, given that that is the heart, the names of Krishna, of, of the Diksha mantra, it similarly is capable in and of itself to uh, give one, uh, take one beyond the constraints of material existence and more. Um, and unlike, speaking of the Krishna mantra, the Gopal mantra, unlike other mantras that need to be empowered in order to have power, they are inherently powerful, given that, again, that they, are, they consist primarily of the names of God. And so, if someone, the point is, and Jiva Goswami makes this point that uh, I think indirectly is um, beyond the constraints of material existence or considerably beyond having been involved in such, uh, for example, Gaudiya Vaishnavism for uh, previous lives and so forth, then the extent to which the necessity of the guru is 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 significant will be uh, um, lessened, hmm? slackened. Uh, will be, will be less. Hmm? Guru is a teacher and an example. If we ourselves are have been well taught or well learned from the past in previous lives and are in our a good example, and, and it's hard to reason. Otherwise, about both of them, Bhakti Siddhanta, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, and Bhakti Siddhanta, and particularly Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasat Thakur, who uh, Bhakti Vinod sometimes, I believe, referred to as the ray of Vishnu that he prayed for to help him in his, to give shape to his ideas of um, uh, widely uh, disseminating the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm -hmm. um, so, born in the Vaishnava family, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, he received initiation from Thakur, who was Maharinam, who was who was not initiated. I wouldn't I wouldn't slight that or dismiss that because Bhaktivinoda Thakur was not initiated at the time. Hmm? Um, And given who he who he was and what he was doing for Vaishnavism even before being initiated, that's not to minimize his initiation. And he, he never did himself. And he expressed uh, having undergone a, uh, some measure of transformation uh, after after being initiated. But um, let's say like this, Bhaktivinoda Thakur was not a new devotee. <laughs> 
And uh, he had some considerable uh, background. Uh, many people uh, in his party bar like to think of him of as, a, as an Hitchisid and a Bhaktisid on Sarsuti Thakur as well. Although Thakur Bhakti Vinod himself described himself as a Sadhan Siddha. And uh, that, that seems more uh, realistic. And, but, but a Sadhana Siddha who in this life is, as Kedarnath um, um, Dutta and then Bhakti Thakur, a name, a title that was given to him, the Bhagnapar uh, Vaishnavas, um, in the line in which he, he came, uh, um, uh, he was um, anyway, an ex extraordinary, uh, spiritually qualified person. You have to look uh, at the qualifications. Let's take, for example, uh, the character of a person. Let's take Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, we can find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the scriptures if we look carefully and that through the lens of the Gaudiya Vaishnava founding Acharyas themselves who have found him in the Bhagavatam. It means to say they found verses that they say refer to him and their, their logic and reasoning about it is good. No one before them ever did that. Of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had not appeared um, uh, prior, but... Um, um, but the references to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are subject to interpretation, and they, they have been interpreted, those verses, in, in, in other ways. Um, but the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that cannot be denied. His, uh, his, the, the fact that he was an embodiment of, of love of Krishna, and that the names, the holy names of Krishna were uh, so uh, transformative um, in his in his life and contagious for that matter, in terms of how uh, through his example, which he primarily taught, if you will, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not given to public discourse. He gave private discourse to Rupa Sanatana, as we uh, see from Chaitanya Charitamrita, and then they gave public discourse in the form of their literature, Rupa Sanatana, Jiva Goswami, and. And, and, and so forth, which was expansive. But he himself was not giving public discourse. He was listening to public discourse from Gadadhar Pandit. Hmm? He very much set an example of being a student, being a devotee, being a uh, be, um, rather than being a guru and a teacher, although he was in his Acharya Leela, uh, Krishna in his Acharya Leela, he was teaching by example. And it was uh, his ecstasy, if you will, was contagious. Hmm? So, if the scripture, my point is, doesn't say that he is a bona fide devotee or an example of Prem Bhakti, and so then there's something wrong with the scripture. You have to find a way in the scripture to support that, that obvious fact. Goswamis have done that, which is more or less an academic. Uh, exercise, but had they not done it, it would not have stopped people from uh, joining the ranks of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, becoming his follower, um, and so forth. They legitimatized it that much more in the broader uh, sector of the Hindu community and those who needed that kind of support. Nityananda Prabhu didn't need that kind of support. Hmm? Before anything was written about who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, he uh, advocated that while Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught to teach, taught his uh, uh, friends, followers, community to chant the names of Krishna, to follow the teachings of Krishna and so forth, 
Nityananda Prabhu taught them to follow the teachings of Gore, chant the names of Gore, and so forth. Um, so he identified him as Krishna, just uh, without bothering with scriptural support. So the point I'm making here is that the, the, the personal uh, character and the devotion, devotional qualities that we find in Bhakti Thakur and that we find in Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur, these override any formalities that, that may not have been entirely in place that one could point to. For example, the one I'm speaking about now, Bhakti Vinod Thakur gave Hadinam initiation effectively by giving beads and a prescribed number of rounds to chant to his son, Bhimal Prashad, um, without having been initiated himself. That's an irregularity. We could dismiss the whole event if it weren't for the fact that Bhakti Vinod Thakur was who he, he was in terms of his own extraordinary character in whom, for example, we find things that we don't find in his initiating guru, not to dismiss or in any way minimize his guru, but to emphasize the extraordinary spirituality of Thakur Bhakti Vinod. And the same holds true with his son, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Not only was he recognized in his youth for his intellectual insight, but also for his, uh, his, his spirituality, which really uh, began to manifest when at the direction of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he sought out his, who would become his initiating guru, Sri Gaur Das Babaji Maharaj, who by, in contrast to, this, to, the, to um, Bhimal Prashad Dutt, um, was not educated, um, was from, uh, I believe, a mercantile uh, family. And um, the Kayastas, uh, the Dattas being Kayastas, uh, was, was a, a, a kind of a peculiar uh, caste, if you will, that was um, clerical in terms of occupation, but also rose to make, being teachers, um, and, uh, and Brahmin-like, um, so to speak. Um, uh, but the, the mercantile caste that uh, I think maybe from a cloth merchant's family is different. Um, and in that family, Kaurakashodas uh, Babaji Maharaj appeared, took birth. He became the great mystic um, and renunciate that we, we, we know him to be. Um, perfect uh, in his Krishna consciousness, yet relatively speaking, illiterate. Um, it is said that he kept with him um, in a sack wherever he traveled, the Prem Bhakti Chandrika of Narutam Thakur, which uh, in Prabhupada's, uh, my Prabhupada's language was, or in his, uh, comment on such book and other works of Narutam Thakur. Uh, the Thakur took the sophisticated Vedanta uh, and Gaudiya Vedanta and put it in simple Bengali language that lends itself to song and so forth. So Prem Bhakti Chandrika like that. And we sing Shri Guru Charanapadma, uh, the song that was, uh, was in, uh, instituted in, in ISKCON 
to accompany the uh, Guru Puja of its founder, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. Prabhupada comes from Prem Bhakti Chandrika. So it's, a, it's, a, it's in, a, in a way, it's a simple uh, text. And it, it does focus on many very basic points and also higher points. Um, but um, with the simplicity of it, 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 in terms of its presentation, is what I'm uh, emphasizing. It wasn't, it's not like a real heady kind of uh, philosophical doctrine. And this is what the Thakur um, carried with it. We say he's illiterate. I don't think it mean, meant that, uh, that I'm speaking of Gorka Shordas Babaji, the Babaji kept with him. And we say he's illiterate. I don't think it means to say he couldn't read. Maybe he couldn't read, but I find that a little hard to believe. Um, but he wasn't educated. And, and in comparison to uh, Bhima Prashad, um, he was an illiterate um, from a, from, from a merchant's family, but of course, a very exalted devotee. But the contrast was something that really stuck out in the, in the, um, in the mind of uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthatar, because uh, Bhimal Prashad, because Bhimal Prashad was a desirable entity. Many people uh, uh, wanted uh, to be uh, him to be involved with them, to have a connection with him. Um, again, he was named Siddhanta Saraswati. He was given a title, a very exalted uh, title for his uh, intellectual insights in a particular field. And his moral character was uh, unquestionable. He formed a group, forget the name of it, in an early age, I think at about seven, 17 or so, and the group, all uh, part of the vow to be the group, to be the group was the vow of lifelong celibacy. That's a pretty big vow to take at, at 16, 17 years old. And I don't know how many in the group were able to live up to that, but the, but, but uh, the young Bhimal Pashad, who became the great Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Guru Prabhupada, of course, lived up to that his whole life. That um, uh, speaks to his. Uh, uh, moral character, not that it's immoral to have a family or anything of the sort, but um, his, his control, his sense control, um, his, his uh, um, and, and stout, as I say, uh, moral character. So he had a lot going for him. And uh, at the same time, when he met Gorka Shordas Babaji Maharaj, what stuck out in his mind is that he was a des himself a desirable entity and had a lot going for him and could have been someone in the world hmm, of considerable uh, renown. Um, but those qualities that he had, hmm, in and of themselves, they afforded him no purchasing power for that which he perceived was driving the life of Gorkshardas Babaji Maharaj, hmm? which made the Babaji oblivious to the world and living in it, but not of it, practically speaking, without uh, necessity hmm? of the world. Hmm? He, in, to give an example of that, I mean, for his clothing, he would uh, retrieve cloth remnants from cremated um, 
Hindus hmm, wrap himself in that. For his eating, he would uh, uh, do things like this and take a, a, a bowl of dal and soak it in the Ganges overnight and, and eat that. Um, so he was extremely uh, uh, renounced. Not that his renunciation and austerity was a means to his ends, but his Krishna bhajan, his absorption, his love for Krishna had produced this kind of a result in him. Hmm? Of being, being oblivious to, to a large extent, and um, uh, independent of worldly um, support. And so there was a riches, a wealth um, uh, in him that um, of Vaishnavism, of praying, that was clearly um, um, visible to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and he understood that despite his own good qualifications, they in of themselves, as I say, had no purchasing power for the wealth in the, that lived in the, and swelled, flowed through the heart of Gorkhashara Babaji Maharaj. And it was that wealth that he ultimately wanted. I mean, he was an intellectual, he was religious. Now he, so, so he, 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 of course, um, sought the initi initiation from Gorkhashara's Babaji Maharaj, who uh, did, uh, who was uh, close in a sense with Bhakti Thakur and that he would, um, Bhakti Thakur was a, was a preacher. Um, he would, uh, give discourse uh, and so forth. After he was uh, initiated in particular, he would give Vaishnava discourse and um, and uh, Gorkhashara's Babaji Maharaj was often in the audience of his discourse. Uh, so he was uh, fond of Bhakti Vinotakur, Gorkhashara's Babaji Maharaj and his son, Bhimal Prashad is uh, um, one whom he gave shelter to. Now, um, I mentioned this before, and, and um, here it comes up again. The initiation that Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthiakura received from Gorbhashodas Babaji Maharaj was lacking in terms of what was formally kind of developed as, as, a, as, a, as a, the details of what imparting the, the mantra in Gaudiya Vaishnavism consisted of. And I, and I say details because um, let's look, say, for example, at Hari Bhakti Vilas. In Hari Bhakti Vilas, the uh, Gaudiya Vaishnava initiation is described, and I believe the Gopal Bhakti Goswami or Sanatana Goswami gives uh, three different uh, procedures. Do this, and if you can't do this, do that. And if you can't do that, do this. And the last of them is give the mantra, share the mantra. That's the essence of it. Um, whether you have a fire yagya or if you have uh, witnesses, um, <laughs> whether uh, uh, whatever, whether there's a, a piece of paper that uh, diksha patra, diksha letter that. Uh, speaks about it and so on and so forth, or not, or whatever other procedures, different uh, 
Paribars or, or lineages within Gaudiya Vaishnavism has have adopted um, is secondary. Imparting the mantra is primary. And along with that, um, that the person imparting it is, is a person of substance. If, I like to think, the initiation that Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvatthakura received from Bhakti Thakur lacked uh, certain uh, 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 details at the time that were prominent, probably uh, devised by the by the Goswami families, um, uh, caste Goswamis who were prominent initiators, household uh, men and women, um, system that they had uh, come up with, if you will, uh, with with details. Uh, if that, and it appears to be the case, was was lacking, then the initiation lacking details should not be placed on Bhakti Siddhanta as being defective on his part, but you have to place it on, if you want to call it defective, you have to call Bhakti Gorkashoda's Babaji Maharaj defective. Hmm? So some people like to criticize Bhakti Siddhanta. He didn't receive the Diksha Patra. He didn't receive this, that. Um, they don't know. They weren't there. Um, but there is a historical, you know, controversy about it, and it appears that that there may be some truth to the fact that some of these details were not in place. But he should not be blamed for that. Gorkashar should be blamed. Nobody should be blamed. Really, is, is the point hmm? because there was an essential um, spiritual transaction and connection between Saraswati Thakur, Bhimalpashat, who became uh, Barshabhanabi. Devi, Daita, and he, I think he added the Das to that. She, Barsha, want to be Devi, Daita. So uh, his, one of his Pranam mantras mentions this thing. She, Barsha, want to be Devi. Uh, what is it? She, Barsha, want to be Devi, Daita. So this is uh, the name that he received. So he received the name from Gorkashodas Babaji Maharaj. I believe the uh, uh, she will stop referring to him as Bhimal Prashad, even going, going forward as we are historically here. She Barshavanabi Devi Daita. It's a name for being a maidservant of Radha, basically. Barshabani um, Devi uh, is Radha Daita Das, the servant of, of Radharani, who the pranam says was an ocean of mercy and who uh, delivered others by dissemination of the uh, Sambandha about Krishna. Hmm? Krishna Sambandha, Vijnana, Daine Prabhuve. Um, so uh, I think the Thakur has himself himself said Bhakti Siddhanta Sarcha Thakur, Sri Bhashtabhanabhi Devi, Doita Das, Doita Das, he uh, said that Gorkishwar Das Babaji Maharaj told him that you will realize your uh, Bhakti Swarup, hmm, your prospect for Lila Seva, 
and which means giving shape to your frame and personality and so forth um, through the uh, syllables of the Hare Krishna mantra. Mm -hmm. Whatever else he said, whatever else he, he shared with him, we don't know, but according to uh, Bhakti Sanat Sarsitakur, this is something that he shared, Kokasharas Babaji shared with, with him at the time of initiation, and something that Saraswati Thakur emphasized. He had a great faith in the Maha Mantra and Sankirtan. And his depth in, in terms of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism was very much combined with the, the breath. We have to go back for a minute and think of the time, the circumstances where he fluid time in terms of thought and whatnot that he was involved in. And, and the idea of the sharing Gaudiya Vaishnavism on the world stage of the world religions, putting it there for consideration and, and, and so on and so forth. This is the breadth, the wide, expansive uh, distribution that uh, he was involved in at the request of and the behest of, of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Um, um, in this, um, um, in consideration of that, there was a strong emphasis on Nam uh, Kirtan, which was the main uh, practice of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. You see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu received uh, Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and uh, uh, a form of the uh, Krishna Gopal Mantra, ten syllable form from his guru, as described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He, he engaged in Nam Sankirtan. It drove him mad. Um, so that was the method to his madness. And his Madhya Lila turned into his Auntie Lila. His personal, his public uh, persona turned into private persona, incapable of functioning and uh, relating to the external world as a result of Nam Kirtan. So the famous statement of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarchitaka corresponds with this reality that we see in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is, who is Krishna himself teaching and showing the way to pray. That statement being, Kirtana Prabhavis, Madhanas Prabhavi. Hmm? That by the power of Kirtan, hmm? Smarnam, which is central to Raga Bhakti, will, will, will um, develop. In other words, the mind will be captured by the power of Kirtan. And, um, and that's, that's the goal of yoga, to capture the mind. And uh, because the names of Krishna, of course, are, are empowered by, with a shakti, nam nam akari bahuda, as Mahaprabhu said, nijasarva shaktis. The mind will be captured, not in a limited sense, as it can be through yoga, which is difficult, but in an easier way and more comprehensively. The example, of course, being, of course, yogis try to remember Krishna, the gopis try to forget about him. They can't. How much their mind is absorbed in him. C trying to forget about him and give up, give him up, <laughs> given who he is and the way he's, he, 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 he uh, disappears from them at times. Um, they can't, uh, they try, but they can't give him up. So the, the extent to which the mind will be captured and smarnam will become will, will, will result 
And this then together, smarnam and kirtan will give rise to an internal reality. Internal reality of Bhaktisiddhanta that arose out of this was not only I am I am in the broad sense, the servant of Bharshabhanabhi Devi, but I am Nayanamani Manjuri. So a Manjuri identity arose out of that. And so there were the depth of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati was was uh, realized through his emphasis on kirtan and the breadth also, because obviously uh, it's the kirtan is something that everybody can do. Smarnam is not something that everybody can do um, on day on day one. Hmm? Some form of smarnam. Everyone can remember Krishna as best they can, and so forth. But um, but dhyan. Uh, Dhruvanu Smriti, Samadhi, these are results uh, um, before they are practices, if you will, and results of practice, which then become a practice and, and bring deeper uh, results, but they cannot be practiced, you can just practice Samadhi or practice Dhruvanu Smriti and so forth. So um, his emphasis on, as his guru told him, um, was on kirtan. Of course, he, as we know, he uh, was an innovator. And again, we have to reflect back on the times in which he was was living and in the place for that. And uh, he formed a mission to give shape to the the desire of Bhakti Vinotaku that that Gaudiya Vaishnavism would be spread widely. And he emphasized uh, rather than secluded bhajan, which was the norm for advanced uh, devotees, they would gravitate towards that, um, live in the doms and so forth. He, he um, um, he uh, emphasized kirtan in a dynamic form of kirtan as, as a means. Um, in other words, instead of sitting in the jungle and meditating on Krishna, which is not so easy to do, um, he suggested that his students absorb their minds in trying to articulate and disseminate the theological truths and insights, which are extraordinary, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism to the common people. That's very consuming uh, to do that. You have to understand what they are. <laughs> And then you have to translate it into, into common language and, 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 and perhaps uh, express it, points of it in relation to other thinkers who people are familiar with to give them some um, point of common ground and so forth. And it has great potential to consume the mind. So his dynamic idea of kirtan through the printing press and prachar, uh, dissemination, discussion um, of the the core uh, teachings, and also an emphasis on the core teachings in the sense that without imbibing the core teachings and well, that I mean, as he would say, bhajan is, for, is performed on the platform of advaigyan tattva. So having risen above uh, duality, 
of material existence, one is in a position to really meaningfully, deeply participate in smarm. So emphasis on um, um, important kind of uh, basics of Vedanta and less emphasis on the details of the, of the, of the Prayojan Tattva, not that they weren't there, but um, um, this was uh, characteristic, I would say, of his, his mission. Again, um, by the force of Kirtan, Smarnam will, will, will come about naturally. Now, you know, that, that's another discussion about how that teaching may have been abused over time now and there needs to be a corrective um, and so forth, but such is the nature of ongoing succession and the shelf life, if you will, limited shelf life of any particular preaching strategy that one might, might come up with. There were some number of preaching strategies that Sarasvati Thakur came up with, which were relative to the time that he was in. Uh, uh, one aspect of which was dealing with the modern world, British, other philosophies, the religions, and dealing with other traditions within Hinduism and Varnashram and Monism of Shankar in particular. The Varnashram was, had a hold on people and the Smartas who were the religious uh, sector of the Advaitin um, mystics, if you will, uh, they had much of a hold, a monopoly on uh, uh, religious practice and um, and um, and to a fault. Um, so much so that uh, the Varnashram of the time, social religious system of the time, was termed, I believe, by Bhakti Vinod as Asura Varnashram, and he asked his, his student. Uh, his son, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, to re-emphasize what real Varnashram is. Now, if you think about that, that's important, um, even in our times today. Not so much in terms of its need to be instituted or the possibility of that, which seems remote, but because the caste system, if you will, is one of the most misunderstood things about Hinduism that you could find in one the one thing that stands out more than anything else as a reason to reject Hinduism altogether. Hmm? Um, and this is what Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvataka was, 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 was against, this misunderstanding on the part of Varnashramis themselves hmm, of what Varnashram is. Um, one of the key points there being that the quality and the character of a person should determine their varna hmm? rather than their birth alone. So if you're all born in a certain family, your destiny is locked in. You cannot change. You cannot go beyond that and so forth. Um, this is in a, just a very broad sense, uh, a, a essential, essentially what was wrong with the uh, varna ashram uh, community at the time. That and, of course, the fact that it, it thought itself to be the be-all and end-all and dismissed uh, Vaishnavism hmm, as being some, some lesser lesser path and Godi Vaishnavism in, in particular in Bengal. So these were problems that he confronted and, and so he had some interaction with the Varnashram system and, and, and so on and so forth. But in one sense, David Varnashram is, is really just presenting what the Bhagavatam says Varnashram is about. It's very clearly stated in the seventh canon of the Bhagavatam, of course, 
that one's varna and and, and um, that well one's varna is determined by their character more clearly than it is stated in the Bhag in, in the Gita, hmm, where it's also stated. Uh, people find ways to override that that clear statement, interpret it otherwise, but it would be hard to do so with the statement found in the Bhagavatam, the seventh canto. Forgive me for not being able to recite it at the moment by memory. Um, but uh, this was another of the currents that he was dealing with. So his innovations are uh, in his preaching strategies were hatched in that time and in consideration of the time. And we, in his paribar, in the Bhaktivinoda paribar, as he referred to his lineage, um, uh, need more to be as innovative or insightful um, and fluid, if you will, as he was then to be attached to or insistent upon details of his particular strategy in his time. Uh, and, and then unfortunately, as some do, misconstruing them to be principles that need to be in place at all times and so forth. So a very uh, dynamic preacher. Uh, he, of course, um, began his mission, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, in, at the request of Bhakti Vinod Thakur, uh, Gokashordas Babaji encouraged him not to preach. Bhakti Vinod Thakur wanted him to preach widely. He ended up following Bhakti Vinod Thakur's advice um, and starting a mission. And he, uh, there's uh, um, historically uh, verifiable evidence that he himself began initiating in the presence of Bhakti Vinod Thakur and Gokashordas Babaji Maharaj, who obviously took note. Uh, did not object to that, took no exception to that. So if you want um, to find support for the lineage uh, coming from, through Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, we need look no further than Bhakti Vinodan Thakur and Gorkashardas Babaji Marsh. If you want to argue against that, as some uh, persons do, persons in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, who the Thakur, was seeking to revive, to uh, uh, focus uh, more essentially, and, um, and and to engage in light of the, the you know the modern world being at their doorstep in Calcutta and, and so forth. Uh, he was a controversial person. Controversial person. Some people took exception. Uh, to his um, um, critiques of um, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, which was being critiqued by the by, by common people, um, but um, um, you know, you'll find today, unfortunately, some some foolish persons who are who, who really don't understand the history or um, are not focused in a spiritually essential sense, questioning the, um, the lineage of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And as I say, if you want really um, support for that from someone, look no further than Bhakti Thakur and Gorbhashara Babaji Maharaj, who shortly after the forming of the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur um, passed from the world. And after having already formed a mission, and his gurus passing from the world at some point, uh, the Thakur 
uh, felt the need to uh, function in the world visibly as a renunciate and, and as, a, as such established a sannyas order. This was an innovative insight of his, and he was looking at missions like Vivekananda's mission. Vivekananda was also a Kayasta, incidentally, and he would, had gone to the Americas and so forth and, and uh, um, received some uh, recognition, brought a recognition to Hinduism, Vedanta, and, and to, um, to his guru, um, I forget his name, um, <laughs> maybe worth forgetting. Um, Yeah, and um, uh, uh, he saw also the Christian missionaries sending their missionary priests for canvassing and so forth. So he thought he needed uh, canvassers and uh, to be uh, to establish an, you know, an order of renunciation to dress as in saffron and stand out in a crowd amongst white clad. Um, Hindu uh, and Vaishnav devotees um, as, as, for example, the Shankar sannyasins would, would, would stand out and be regarded. Uh, he looked no further for the inspiration and, and um, kind of um, confirmation or authorization, if you will, um, for this innovation than uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, who did the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, after the formation of the Sampradaya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sannyas as a means to, to disseminate, bring attention to himself in saffron uh, and, and further disseminate his, his teachings. Um, well, granted, afterwards, his founding acharyas didn't themselves it, uh, have a sannyas order, so to speak, but there were renunciates, uh, and they they had a, a code of conduct, if you will, and um, a mode of uh, dress and way of distinguishing themselves from others. Um, but I think as much much has been made out of out of nothing when there is an emphasis sometimes placed on on the fact that uh, under this direction of Sanatana Goswami, the architect of the Sampradaya, the members were uh, advised to wear white. You can wear pink, blue, yet red, green, or yellow and chant Hare Krishna and definitely go back to Godhead. You should be sure of that. It will depend on what color cloth you wear. Anyone who thinks that is, has very much uh, conflated a, a, a minor detail with, with the principle. Hmm? However forcefully it may have been said at, at, at times, uh, in, the, in those times, um, uh, perhaps for distinguishing the Gaudiya tradition from, from others. Now to give emphasis to it at a time when it was not very well, not very well uh, much appreciated, the Thakur looked to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's example and thought to implement this. And he took sannyas, sannyas itself being controversial in, in a sense, um, he took it in a, in, a, in a controversial way as well by sitting before the picture of Gorkhasharda's Babaji Maharaj. He said that he received the mantra in a dream. Seems uh, unorthodox as well, controversial. Hmm? 
Of course, it's mentioned in, in, in the Gwindabasha of, of uh, Valdi Vijabhusana that mantras are um, uh, often imparted in dreams. So we find that in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, also the Matura Brahman received the mantra, the Gopal mantra in the dream from Goddess Durga Devi. It worked for him. Um, and it worked for Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur as well. Yes, um, uh, it was a little out of the norm, um, but, and where did he get permission, someone will ask, to take sannyas or to start this? Well, let me say this. No one needs permission to renounce the world. Hmm? We are all implored to do so. Hmm? by the Gita, by the Bhagavatam, by the example of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Hmm? No one needs permission to, 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 to renounce the world. Permission is good, blessings are good, they're important and so on and so forth, and essential in one sense, in another sense, for most people. But were they, was it essential in a formal sense not that Saraswati Thakur didn't get permission from before Kishore in a dream or through the picture and so forth, but some could question that. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, um, well, he was a renunciate. He was a celibate for that matter, which is an aspect of, of renunciation since the time he was 17 and throughout his whole life. And he, was, he, he, he gave every drop of his blood, if you will, uh, to the spreading of, of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, never deviating for, for a moment. So you have to look at the result. Hmm? And then the, the formal details have to be adjusted and validated or invalidated accordingly. If he had taken us in the Osmore picture and then couldn't live up to it, well, then obviously you'd say, see, but if he could, and he did in, in such a way, in such an extent that, um, that, Objectively speaking, I know I'm going on here a bit, so I'll try to wrap it up here for you because uh, I'm maybe talking a little too much, but uh, excuse, forgive me for my enthusiasm on the occasion. But uh, the movement of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur became known historically as the most powerful reformist movement of Vaishnavism in Bengal in the 19th and early part of the 20th century. Hmm? There is a movie that was made by my godbrother Bhakti Gauravan and Sringamaraj and his, and his um, helpers uh, about Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And the most touching, some of you may have seen that. I think it's available on the internet. I'm freaking, I don't know the title of it, but it might be a nice thing for some of you or all of you to watch today if you can. Universal Teacher. So it should be available for downloading on the internet. YouTube, Universal Teacher. The most compelling part of the, of the movie for me was the end where uh, the scene was basically a train. Hmm? The train going through Bengal and stopping at different stations and so forth. And the, that was the, the visual. And of course, the, the storyline, the narrative was that the Bhakti Siddhartha was, was taken on the train you know, to Mayapur. Hmm? where he, his samadhi was, uh, rites were, were performed and so forth. And all the train stops, thousands and thousands of people came out as a news 
rippled through Bengal, that the great uh, Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who added to his that title, hmm, um, Saraswati is of course one of the eight, one of the ten sannyas names given by Shankar. Hmm, Bhakti Siddhanta, informing his order of sannyas, expanded the name to 108 names, maybe drawing from another another text um, of sannyas, but Saraswati is one of them. Um, and in his uh, formal sannyas order that he um, uh, started, uh, his custom was to give a sannyas name to a disciple, like Swami is one, Goswami is one, Sridhar is one, Saraswati is one, Aranya is one. Uh, that name, along with a two or three syllable uh, name that characterized that particular sannyasa. So you could have Siddhanta Puri Maharaj or Bhakti uh, Pranay, uh, uh, Padmanabh Maharaj, or you could have another Pranat. Uh, Padmanabh Maharaj or Saraswati Maharaj and so forth. So Saraswati was the sannyas name. Siddhanta is the is a three-syllable name that, of course, he was given the name as it's the title Saraswati, Siddhanta Saraswati. He added that bhakti. So he would give sannyas and then name his sannyas disciples bhakti, two or three-syllable word, uh, Vedanta, and then the sannyas name, Swami. Maharaj, that was his system. Um, so he added bhakti to his name and referred to himself as Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. And so the news went like, like, like the coming of a, of a tornado or a tsunami. A tsunami's coming, tsunami's coming, tsunami's coming. From village to village to village to village. And as the train stopped in each location on the way to Mayapur, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, hmm? Bengalis came to pay respect to the great Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Um, there was a, a ripple of, there were obstacles that he faced. There were persons who, who didn't like him. Hmm? Um, I was criticized sometimes for my, um, uh, in Prabhupada's mission, selling books in ways that agitated some people because sometimes we were selling books in airports and, and, and the people who were working in the airports were critical of us. And, um, and, and Prabhupada said, if nobody is becoming disturbed, then there's no preaching. Preaching means to disturb people, <laughs> stir the pot and, 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 and bring out something something new um so he disturbed some people the the the, the some godias uh, for his critiques of, of of his own mission and the varnashramis that the the the, the uh, smartas uh and so forth but that was a small uh current um the larger um feeling and understanding about his mission. He opened 64 monasteries in India and sent emissaries to, to England and to, and to Germany in, you know, during, his, during his manifest uh, presence. Um, the campaign was extraordinary. It touched so many people. 
and brought so much dignity actually to Gaudi Vaishnavism. Joining him were not um, what was more the case, I believe, prior to his uh, contribution, uh, persons joining Gaudi Vaishnavism based on their being born as Vaishnavas or some people become monks for, as an excuse. Um, I'm just generalizing, excuse not to, not to be responsible, not to work. Um, uh, but and there are many good people, I'm sure, joining Gaudi Vaishnavism as well and for the right reasons, but, but they weren't coming, let's say, from the Badra Lok. They weren't coming from educated society. They weren't coming like uh, Sridhar Marsh with a college degree or Prabhupada with a college degree. Uh, they weren't like celebrated uh, collegiate athletics like um, Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj, a track star. Uh, you know, they were, uh, it, it was common in the harmonist, which was a reincarnation literary, in, a, in, a literary, in the realm of literature of Bhaktivinoda Sajanatoshini. Um, edited by Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur to refer to the authors of the articles who were his, his disciples, often by their uh, secular names with their letters, MB, PhD, uh, and so forth after it. Um, because these were recognized in the world as, you know, as something. And so Gaudi Vaishnava is being recognized by people with doctorates and college degrees and so on and so forth. This was something New and it was you can imagine how how it was joyful and celebratory for people who were in one form or another Gaudi Vaishnavas. I mean to say in one form or another. They loved Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the patron saint of is this patron saint of Bengal. How far and how wide? It, it, yes, it's true, there were misrepresentations of his teaching and so on and so forth, but, but uh, and, and that that the corrective needs to be there and Bhaktisiddhanta was involved in that corrective in Bhaktivinoda Thakur, but, but anyone who's been touched by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the ideal of his praying and, and, and uh, is, is, was, had to, objectively speaking, be proud of the contribution of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati of his preaching strategies, innovations, and so on and so forth. They were so uh, successful in, in his time. It brought so much dignity to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And again, that scene in the train, thousands of people as the narrative coming and paying respect at every train stop as the news throughout Bengal um, Rippled, the great Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsapyaka, the great general, most powerful reformist of Gaudi Vaishnavism in Bengal in, in, in the end of the 19th and beginning of the 20th century, had now his campaign, he had left, he departed from the world. Wow, this is the, you know, the day that we're commemorating to just to try to feel what. What those people felt. I mean, their their tradition, their their love, however perfect or imperfect, 
it was for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, was not something that was now something that the world was sharing in, was partaking in, was uh, trumpeting, was glorifying. And uh, I mean, how heartening that was. What, 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 um, uh, how all persons touched by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had to be objectively speaking, proud of him. Even if he criticized them, they had to stop, step back and say, he did something for us. He did something for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it was something uh, extraordinary. And we find it, of course, even in his, in his disappearance and his passing from the world in the person of, uh, in our particular group, persons of A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And Bhakti Rakshak Sudadev Goswami Maharaj, Puri Goswami Maharaj, who we've been blessed to have the association of. And it was the request of the Thakur, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsat Thakur, that his disciples, and it extends to us, grand disciples, great grand disciples, and so forth, to keep the current of Bhakti Vinod Thakur alive in the, in the world, flowing in the world. So let us on this day try to um, appreciate what that what that means and um, and um, recommit ourselves to a dynamic understanding, practice, and extension and dissemination relative to our power to do so of the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Sastri Thakur, Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakti Binda Ki Jai. Gold Premanandi So again, I've talked for quite some time. I probably it's not good to extend the discussion further with questions, but um, tomorrow. You cannot we will be meeting again tomorrow. So. We'll be tomorrow. So if any questions from today's um, discussion come up that you'd like to ask, we can uh, incorporate it into tomorrow's question and answer session. I thank you all very much. For thank you so much. Bhakti Vedanta Tripurari Swami Maharaj Ki Jai. 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 Jai.